Well, we're back again, huh? Well, I promise to get you out of here in about 20 minutes. How about that, huh? Uh, and when I was thinking of what happened and the way God helped us, I thought of Nehemiah. Most of you know the story of Nehemiah. But I've, I thought of looking at this personality, his personality, this man who gave himself to the work of the Lord. And I titled this Nehemiah's, this little speech, sermonette I want to give you, I titled it, The Man Who Had a Mind to Work. The Man Who Had a Mind to Work. Nehemiah was a born in exile, grew up in the faith, and became a, the king's, in Babylon, the king's cupbearer. He was a servant, probably a bondman, but dwelt in the royal palace, and seems to have been a favorite with the king. The king liked him very much. But like Moses, remember that, his heart was with his lowly brethren and his spirit was on fire for the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's notice what was unique about this man. The Bible says he was a man of prayer. In deepest humiliation, he approaches the throne of God with a prayer that I want to read to you. Let's open Nehemiah now. Chapter 1, verses 4 to 11. He was a man of prayer. And look how he prayed. Listen, it's, it's, a, it's a message by itself. Now it came about when I heard these words, that at that time he heard that Jerusalem's walls were burnt completely. And it was a desolation. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who preserves the covenant and loving kindness for those who love him and keep his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive. Listen to this. Thine eyes open to hear. The prayer of thy servant, which I am praying before thee now, day and night, on behalf of the sons of Israel, thy servants, confessing the sins of the sons of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, I and my father's house have sinned. Listen to that. What was his sin? What was his sin? He did not, but he was so humble that he placed himself with the nation. He placed himself humbly with the nation and he said, I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against thee and have not kept your commandments nor statutes nor the ordinances which thou did command thy servant Moses. Remember the words which thou didst command thy servant Moses saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though those of you who have been scattered were in the most remote part of the heavens, I 
well. I will gather them from there and will bring them back to the place where I have chosen to cause my name to dwell. Let me say this. When you, before you qualify to do anything, Nehemiah tells me, before he was qualified to take any, any job, any responsibility, whether it's leadership or support or anything, you've got to be a man of prayer. Nothing goes before prayer. Oh, well, I want to do this. Before you try to do anything, go to the Lord in prayer. And as I see this man, I saw him. He is a man of prayer. He said, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. I only had bad news. But I don't know how we are going to go about it. But let me say this. First of all, I want to confess our sins. I want to us to go back to God. What was his sin? He did not do anything. But he put himself with the nation all itself. Because the nation forgot about their God. And yes, he said, we have sinned against thee. Man of prayer. The second thing that we notice that he was a man of faith. Who knew the word of God. Listen how he reminds God. uh, Of what he said before. And when he reminds God. He says in verse 8. Remember the word which you did say. He is reminding God. And he's telling them. uh, On the uh, the mouth of uh, Moses. Saying if you are unfaithful. I will scatter you. And that's what happened. He scattered them. But if you return to me. And keep my commandment and do them. What? I will gather them. I will gather you and bring you back to the place where I scattered you from. How did he know his words? How did he know about these things? Remember, he was raised in the faith. Remember, he knew the word of God. He was taught. And this is why. He was taught most probably by his mother and mothers. Remember to teach your children the word of God on a daily basis. Not on seasonal, seasonals. Now, on a daily basis, give them that great milk that they will never, when they grow up, they will never forget it. He was a man of faith. Also, he gives the glory to God alone. He gave the glory to God alone. Before he did anything, listen to verse 11 of his prayer. He says, O Lord, I beseech thee today, give your servant success, grant him and grant this man. Who is he praying? He prayed about this man. He says, grant this man compassion in his heart for me. Who is the man he prayed for? The king. But he didn't say his highness. He didn't say the big monarch. He said this man. Because before God. There is no title that stands at all. He is the only one worthy. Of the great title. King of kings and lord of lords. He knew. He gave glory to God. He was a man of prayer. Man of faith. And he gave glory to God. When he prayed for the king. He prayed for the man created by God. He stands before the king. 
And had, when uh, he he heard about what happened to the walls of Jerusalem. <coughs> and when the king asked him, what's the matter? He wasn't crying and weeping. He cried and wept <coughs> in his room. Was his door was closed. But, <coughs> closed. but when he stood before the king, he was at a good countenance. He didn't say to the king, oh well, uh, the city was burned. He did not mention that. But he cared for the testimony of God. He said, I will first give glory to God and let the king, let the Holy Spirit speak to the king. Two, <clears throat> he could not be indifferent when he heard the news about Jerusalem's walls. Do you think he cared? Yes or no? I think he cared. Okay. Do you, think, do you think his heart was stirred? Look at the report, what it says. In verse 1. It happened in the month of the 20th year that Hanani, one of my brothers and some men from Judah, came, escaped, survived the captivity, and told me about Jerusalem. And they said, there in the province who survived the captivity are in great distress and reproach and the wall of Jerusalem are broken down and its gates are burned with fire. Thank you very much. Completely burned. And he wept. But when he stood before the king, he stood before the king bringing a good report. And he said, what's the matter? He says, all is well, but I cannot be indifferent. He was a man of the hour. His finest hour, I believe, when he stood before the king. And he said, what is wrong? The king, he said, <clears throat> he did not stand aside and said, well, you know, <clears throat> my people there did not obey God. He did not report them. The king had nothing. He shouldn't, be know, shouldn't know about these things. He did not blame it, blame it on the people. He did not blame his brothers who were in captivity. He did not say anything that these are the bunch of backsliders. They did not worship God. And this is why they did not worship him and honor him. God put his hand on Jerusalem and on them, threw them in captivity and burned the walls of Jerusalem. He did not make this report at all. Though we, can, we make it ourselves, don't we? How many times when we are in trouble we blame it on Tom? Then Dick, then Harry, right? And we chose them. It's not me. Huh? He could have done that, couldn't he? But he was in the presence of the king. He did not do that. And said, uh, instead he said, what can I do? How, what can I do to reach out and help them? He prayed. He remembered God's promises. He prayed for the king. He cried in his own room. But when he stood before the king, he presented himself solemnly before the king. And the king <coughs> did not say anything. He was looking at him. He says, well, <coughs> what else do you want to tell me? I see you today uh, not, not normal. The way, uh, the way I see you on a, on a daily basis. Well, I, I can see something else. He never washed his hands of the whole matter of Jerusalem. 
What I mean by that, he did not conclude that, well, I am here in the palace of the king, Jerusalem is far away, and the, wall, and the walls are burnt. Well, it doesn't pertain me. I am here serving the king, and they are, let, let those people who are there build the walls of Jerusalem, if they can build it. He didn't show indifference, in other words. When you know what he showed? That he was burdened. And you know, I would like to say something. I said thank you again. But when we reported the flood here that day, those who were burdened ran here. Those who knew, we called them. And guess what? I am not excluding anyone here. Because every person has done something to bring back our church together. No one said, oh, it doesn't pertain to me. Well, I have a roof over my head. Oh, I am not flooded here. They're flooded there. I have my bed. No one, each and every person got concerned. He was in genuine grief of what happened to the walls of Jerusalem. If you study, I'm condensing a whole book of Nehemiah. If you study the book of Nehemiah, I studied this man. He was in grief about the walls of Jerusalem and he was many thousands of miles away. But he cared. He cared for the city. This is the city of God. I'm not going to sit down and do nothing. But I don't know what, how to do it. So he presented himself and one day he was giving the cup to the king. And the king looked at him and said, What's wrong with you, Nehemiah? All is well. Tell me, what is your request? Then Nehemiah says, he was writing. He writes in chapter 2, verse 4, I prayed to the God of heaven. Did we say he was a man of prayer? Before he took any action. Before he took another step in his life. Before he opened his mouth. And in his mind, he was writing because he wrote this. I prayed to the God of heaven. What did you do? The, the straightforward answer. The, I, what shall I tell the king? You know, in our language, I, I think this is what he told the king. <clears throat> I want a leave of absence without pay. Don't you think he did tell him that? He said, king, I want a leave of absence. Why? I want to leave here. I want to go and see if I can help my brothers, those who are there, so I can repair the wall. Thank God for those people who have the burden of the work of God on their hearts. Was he burdened? And you ask me, what is a burden? A burden when you carry something when you, uh, uh, and you make it your own interest. Something that is outside your family, outside your jurisdiction, outside the call of duty, and make it your own responsibility. I.e., church. Church work. Church responsibility. What is your responsibility here? Ask yourself this question this morning. What God wants from me? Nehemiah, you're far away. What can you do? You're a cup bearer. You're not an engineer. Well, I want to go and repair the walls. You want to go repair the walls? 
Well, I can recruit some people. I can help others. I can gather some people. And, the, and he says, and the king says, okay, just let me hear it. Well, give me a leave of absence. If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor before you, send me back to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. He desired to build. His desire is to build. And I want to reach this point and tell you, what is your desire today? To build? Let us build. Ah, are you a builder? Nehemiah? No. As I said, are you in in construction? No. What are you planning to do? I want to go rebuild it. And you know, if you have this desire and this burden in your heart, God will give it to you. As I said, the man who had a mind to work. You know what God looks at? He looks at the desire in the heart. And if you have a desire and a burden, guess what? Everything you do, you'll be successful in doing it. You know what? When the king heard this, and saw that he, he, he's leaving a great job. I mean, a job that pays. A job that sustains. A job that, he says, give me a leave of absence. I don't need any money. I don't, I need you to give me just permission to go. You know, the Lord spoke to the king. We know what the king did. He said, Nehemiah, I am going to let you go. But I'm going to give you letters that every security, every stop, every border you, you, you cross, that they, you will show them the letter so you can get there safely and as quick as you can and you start your work. And he gave him letters to the governors on the way. I mean, who does this, folks? Uh, who does this except God? You know, when we started rebuilding here, we had, oh, we had difficulties. We had many difficulties. But every difficulty that we have reached, God has solved it for us. One by one. You know why? Because you were praying. Because God is in it. Because he knew our hearts that we're doing this for the glory of God. What is your burden? He said, I want to go and build. You're not a builder. But God helped him to build. And you know what? The moment he arrived there, he found what? Difficulties. The moment he arrived there, he found... uh, And where the difficulties came from? Those people who are in power. (laughs) And those people who are there. And he found two of them. That went against his plan completely. And they wouldn't help. Instead of helping, they were fighting him not to succeed. We, find, we, we encounter that, right? Don't we encounter that in life? But we thank God for the man who never gave up or gave in. Well, <clears throat> what kind of desire do we have? This is what I want to put before you. Do you have a desire to build? We notice that Nehemiah was single-hearted. You know what I mean by single-hearted? His heart was, I want to go and honor God. I want to go and build the walls. And I am not, I'm not accepting any deviation in the plan. This is my goal. I want to do it. I want to ask you, what's the purpose of your life today? He had a purpose. He left the kingdom and went to Jerusalem. To build the wall. 
My purpose is to rebuild it so we can have the city of the Lord and worship the Lord there. And his goal, he had a goal to gather all the people to come within the walls of the city and what? And build it themselves. What's your goal today? What's your purpose today? Are we, do we have a purpose to continue? Do we have a goal to honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And when you have a purpose and a goal, you know what? You can accomplish it because God blesses that. He had a burden. He had a purpose. He had a goal. What did he achieve? He built the walls. You know for how long it took him to build the walls? 52 days. If you go to Jerusalem nowadays and look at these walls, you say, no way anyone can build them in 52 days. You know, because they didn't have the machineries that we have. They didn't have anything that we have. They were building with their hands. And you know, he was the only one who could declare. He could declare, I don't care about all the difficulties, all those people who are against us, all those people who are from underneath working against us. He could declare one thing, the God of heaven will give us success. And we, his servants, will arise and build. You succeeded, folks. And he succeeded. It's because there was a burden, there was a purpose, and there was a goal. What's your goal today? The cupbearer, who had, he was, he knew nothing, I had no idea about that. You know, at the end, when he finished the walls, you know what they did with him? All the people there, he became the governor of the city. Did you know that? He became the governor of the city. I want to go back. To be a cupbearer. This is my job. Hey, here's, here's the keys to the city. Here's everything. I want to go back. The king is waiting for me. He says, no way you can go back. No one could have built the cities. No one could have brought the people all together. And put them all together. You are going to be the governor of the city of Jerusalem. He became the governor. Did he go to become a governor at the very beginning? I want to be a governor. Right? If he went to the city and said, I want to be your governor. What would they have done to him? says, don't you see what kind of a situation we are in? Kick him out of here. Throw him off the wall. Do we need a governor? We need a builder. Right? I'm come to tell you that you have erred before and you, you know you left God. And we don't need a preacher. We need someone who can take, who can take all this, his hands and work with his hands. He says, here I am, I'm coming. You know, God is looking for workers. And even if you say, I don't know what to do in this church. Or I, what's, what's my gift? I tell you one thing. Use whatever you have. And God will bless it. Well, I'm not a builder. Well, can you sweep the floor? Yes, I can. You sweep, you sweep your garage, right? Come and sweep it the way you sweep your garage. And guess what? God will elevate you and bless you. Do you have that burden? Or you say, what says, can I be, I had, a, I had someone, I had an employee. 
I had an employee, and I saw him the first week, okay, I said, give him more time. He doesn't want to work. He does not want to work. And one day he said, I, I'm looking for, my job, I'm looking for, I want to be a floor supervisor. I said, yeah, I don't have this title. Give me your badge. Took him down, took his badge, sent him home. God, God has no place for people who want to be supervisors. God has place for people who want to build builders. People who are willing. Whatever you have, Adol, what can I do? I've seen many people say, we're here. What are we going to do? I said, check with Greg. And Greg didn't have to do anything. Check with Sylvia. Maybe the woman can do Check with that. Why? They have a burden to work. But if you come to me and look from the outside, oh, well, we are not specialized in this. Oh, wow, this needs work. Oh, who's going who's gonna to do this? Well, I tell you one thing. You don't belong in the church of God when you have to choose what you need to do. You have to ask God, Lord, help me. Give me a burden to do your work. Whatever you have for me, I will do it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know, you know <clears throat> who went to work for him? Just one moment. In verse 9 of chapter 3, later on you read it at home. <clears throat> and next to them, some people working, was Rephaiah, the son of Hur, the official of half of the district of Jerusalem. They gave him a shovel and he started working. This is half Jerusalem. There's in verse 12, next to him, Shalom. Okay, the official of the other half of the district of Jerusalem. You know who worked for him? Officials of the district of Jerusalem. Because he went humbly. He said, what can I do to build the house of God? What can I do to build the city of God? What can I do to put these walls back together? And if he he didn't stand, yes, and guess what? At night, he used to ride his horse and go all around the city. And look at it. Where can we start? What can we do? Lord, I, 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 am not, I am not equipped to do this. But I depend on you. And slowly, slowly people started coming behind him. And coming and coming. Builders came. Everyone came. He became their leader. And he became the governor of the city. Because this man had in his heart uh, the love to work and to do his will. The man. Who had a mind to work. So, I hope not. If you are a floor supervisor tonight, you know where you belong. He's gone. I sent him. But if you want to be a builder, this is the place for you. I want to build with you. We want to build together this church again. We have been affected. We had so many people were attending church. They're not here. We have been affected. Let's have this burden. Let's go pray. Let's bring them back. You want to build? Let's build from scratch. It's okay. It's all right. First of all, the place is here. And when we have a place, we shall fill it. 
and we shall go back and give God the glory. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Take our hand, Father. We need your help. Bless this congregation. Our purposes, our goal, anything that we have, may our hearts and our minds be consumed with, with you first. And secondly, how to build and how to give your name honor and praise forever. Bless each and every one. Those who worked hard, those who are still working, and those who are willing to work again. Whatever you want us to do, give us the will to do it according to your own will. Bless each and every one and dismiss us with your wonderful blessing. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. God bless you. Let's go to work.